0: The Other Side at Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I'm a big fan of actor Ed Harris. I always have been. I think he's a terrific actor. I loved him in The Rock. I loved him in Apollo 13. Loved him in uh, The Truman Show. He was in the great Clint Eastwood movie, Absolute Power. He's been in a ton of movies, and he's great in everything. Did you ever visit the John Bon Jovi rest stop? in New Jersey. Well, if you do, you will see a pillar with Ed Harris's name on it and a quote attributed to him. The quote reads, "Acting is like scoring a touchdown." Now, It's a very interesting quote. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but the problem is Ed Harris didn't actually say it. A journalist by the name of Dan McQuaid investigated this quote, which I've actually seen at the John Bon Jovi rest stop and did a lot of research on that. Now, Harris was inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame in a virtual ceremony in 2020, grew up in Tenafly, New Jersey, played football there, then at Columbia. He was the Bergen Record Athlete of the Week, so he knows a thing or two about about playing football. So, according to McQuaid, his publicist was very helpful with the inquiry of what this quote is supposed to mean, and she got in touch with him and confirmed to the reporter that the quote was a mangling of his words. This is what Harris said via his publicist. Quote, I said at one point when I was deciding what to do with my life, having realized my athletic career was over with, and having seen a wonderful actor at the Oklahoma University Summer Theater, and the people applauding and cheering for his performances, I thought to myself, maybe I could do that acting and have people applaud like when I scored touchdowns. Now that makes a whole lot more sense than the quote that's attributed to him at the John Bon Jovi rest stop. My question is, this is far from the only time this has happened. Before they put a quote up or a name attributed to a famous person or any person, do they ever stop to double check and make sure this person said it? Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I think if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I am a big believer in democracy, which is why the bill I'm about to mention to you is normally exactly the kind of thing that I would support because, in theory, it makes things more democratic, but in practice, I think would just be a horrible, horrible idea. Democratic Senator Leroy Comrie from Queens is proposing the New York City police commissioner become ready for this an elected position. There's a memo attached to the bill which was introduced in Albany saying the famous saying goes the cure for the ills of democracy is more democracy. Local governments all across our state hold popular elections for a wide variety of public service administrative positions such as sheriff, coroner, supervisor of taxes, etc. And on the one hand, Comrie is right... I think an elected commissioner might improve democracy in New York City in theory, but in practice, I think this would be a disaster. The position of New York City police commissioner should really be non-political. You don't want politicians striving for this office. You want the best qualified law enforcement professionals getting this office based on merit, not their ability to do the things that you need to do to get elected, like fundraise and suck up to political parties party leaders and things of that nature. Not surprisingly, every veteran police officer that I've spoken to thus far thinks this idea is just awful. The mayor needs autonomy over the police department, and if you want to make a change through your vote with how policing is done, vote to change who the mayor is. The solution is not to elect the New York City Police Commissioner. Beam me up! to be continued. The Other Side at Midnight. Local Spotlight I watch Jeopardy on almost a nightly basis, and I usually don't pay too much attention to the commercials, but I've noticed over the last week or two, there have been a lot of very slick campaign-style ads running during Jeopardy, and I'm sure during other shows as well, but I don't watch a lot of commercial television, trumpeting at great expense the agenda of New York's governor, Kathy Hochul. And I watch these ads waiting to see who's paying for them. Is it her campaign that's paying? I hope she's not using taxpayer dollars to pay for them. And at the end of each, a tiny message says they're paid for by a nice, vanilla-sounding group called American Opportunity. And I wondered, what is this group, American Opportunity? But beneath a maze of shell groups and indirection, the real source of most of the funding for this mysterious new multi-million dollar ad campaign to shape the state's gargantuan budget is a familiar billionaire who once ran New York City and had all but disappeared from state Politics. That's right, you guessed it. Michael Bloomberg. The New York Times reporting that Bloomberg is paying for these ads promoting Kathy Hochul's budget. This alliance between Bloomberg and Governor Hochul could be very significant. We have not seen Bloomberg being a big backer of Hochul thus far. And though he's become one of the most prolific donors to Democrats nationally, Bloomberg did not even open his wallet for Hochul's campaign last year. And he sat out some of the state's most pressing policy disputes. Where was he on Hector LaSalle? Where was he on the payroll tax increase? Where is he on issue after issue? He's silent. Doesn't seem interested in commenting on local politics anymore. Now... He's given $5 million in seed money to help fund a blitz of television advertising, social media campaigns, and rounds of mailers targeting individual lawmakers as they grapple with Hochul over the shape of the budget. I wonder what Mike Bloomberg is up to here. Is there a business interest in it for him? Does he see a back end for himself somehow? Is this the beginning of some sort of a political comeback? Is Hochul going to appoint him to something? Or is it simply a matter of the fact that he really supports the things that are in Hochul's budget? I I don't know. But it's very curious and it's very interesting. Beam me up, to be continued. The other side of midnight. 77 WNC. Local spotlight. This story really tells you everything that you need to know about the New York State Board of Elections and its lack of effectiveness. Assemblymember Amanda Septimo had not filed a campaign finance report in nearly five years, and no one at the State Board of Elections even seemed to care. She filed a report on July seventeenth, 2018, during her first run for the legislature. She brought in just over $50,000 and had $43,000 in cash on hand. She didn't file again, Until March 17th, 2023, almost five years later, and only after, the newspaper City and State and the great journalist Jeff Colton, who's been on this show, contacted her about the issue. In the meantime, Septimo had lost that 2018 assembly primary and lost again in the general election on the Working Families Party line. She ran again in 2020 and won after the incumbent assembly member was kicked off the ballot for alleged petition fraud, and she won her South Bronx district again in 2022. All that time, she filed no campaign finance reports. Constituents and New Yorkers had no idea who was donating to her campaign or how she spent the money. And she's far from the only one who's flouted New York State's election law by not filing reports on time or not filing them all. Assemblyman Jose Rivera, Assemblyman Jeff Aubrey. They both served in the Assembly for decades, but both, they and their opponents missed key filing deadlines but enforcement from the boe is rare and when applied it's very weak the assembly member did say she's committed to getting in campaign filings going forward but the progressive member insisted this was an oversight and not anything deliberate and i have to love this quote here from her i'm not exactly flush in cop cash and oil cash she said laughing. It's not like I'm an oil baron and I'm trying to hide it. Not exactly flush in cop cash. Well, maybe if you were the recipient of some more police contributions, maybe you'd have a little bit more respect for the rule of law. Beam me up. To be continued.